to self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. If you are here watching on Spotify in the video format, you will see I'm not in my New York City apartment. If you've been watching my YouTube videos since the start, or if you ever went back and watched my old YouTube videos, you recognize this room. It's my childhood bedroom, and I'm feeling so reflective being back here, honestly, which is actually something that's in alignment. So let's hop right in. Let's talk about what was in alignment for me this week. And first of all, it was like regrouping, resettling back into my routine after coming back from Colorado, but without like manically stressing about money or jobs or anything like that, just like allowing myself to settle back in. I just posted a vlog today that is like getting my life together reset routine, which is the first day I came back from Colorado. And you can see I think because of being in the mountains and in nature and really unplugging in Colorado, I just came back way more relaxed and I allowed myself to have a slower morning and work out and go to Trader Joe's and do the things that I need to do to be able to support me in getting back into my routine without being like, what's the first job I can take? How can I make money from like make the money back for my trip and like being manic about it? I got my inbox down to zero. And so you could see that on the vlog, but I'm just proud of myself for not freaking out. And what I was going to say before was I'm back in Long Island and it's, I've just been a little reflective. I unfortunately am back here for a funeral and I'll probably be here for the week for Shiva, but it just, I had like a weird thought this morning. I look back at my time during lockdown season when I moved back in with my parents as such an awful time. And I looked at it very differently this time. And I think it's just an important lesson of, yes, there can there can be awful times and awful associations with certain places or times in your life or people and whatnot. But there's there's something you can find in everything. And honestly, the five-minute journal taught me that because at the end of every day, no matter how bad or mundane, you have to find three things that were amazing today. So that's like helped train my brain. And I did have good memories here during quarantine because in terms of my own growth and commitment to YouTube, this is where I started to really commit to YouTube and start doing the 30-day challenges of breath work and 30-day challenges of Melissa with health and Chloe Ting and all those YouTube challenges that held me accountable in my own health and wellness and also transformed, you know, it started my own spiritual journey and it's where I started to get really serious about YouTube. And ever since then, I've been consistent. And it led me to my second realization while I was driving around this morning, which was, wow, you actually can create content from anywhere. Because I was like, if you see behind me, I have all my lighting equipment here still. And I was like, wow, maybe this week I'll film those sit-down videos that are really hard for me to film in New York City. Or, wow, I wish I could do those like 30-day at-home workout challenges like I used to at home. I don't really have the space in New York City. And It's just interesting because I'm always thinking, oh my God, I would love to move somewhere, but I can't because I live in New York City and I'm networking and I'm trying all these workout classes for social media. Like, this is how I'm going to grow. And it's just interesting taking a step back and realizing, wait, you really can do YouTube from anywhere. And one day, if I am burnt out from New York City, I can move somewhere and like 
I was so creative at home here in the suburbs and it's where I got my start on YouTube. So just just some interesting thoughts I was having. And just one last thing that I wanted to share that I shared in my vlog last week was something that happened in therapy that I just wanted to offer to you guys in case it helps you. Basically, I was talking in therapy about how something used to be my safe space and now it doesn't feel that way anymore. And my therapist, I love when she does this. Like, It's not every session, but when she poses a question to me that makes me think, it sticks with me every time. And she was like, so you mentioned that's not your safe space anymore. And it was just like a throwaway comment, honestly. But she called it out and she was like, do you have one? And it made me stop and think for a second. And you're probably going to be like, duh, Jen, we know this. But for me, I was like, it honestly is my workout classes. No one can take that away from me. It's my time to just be with myself, thinking about myself, pushing through discomfort, not being on the phone, like focusing on the task at hand, moving the energy out of my body and just feeling better after every time. Like physically, it just, I cannot leave without feeling at least a slight shift. And it was just a nice thing to remember that there's no person or place that can really be my safe space. I have this one thing that I know makes me feel better and is my safe space that no one can take away from me. And I just wanted to pose the question to you guys, what's your safe space? Just something to journal on and think about. But this intro is getting a little long. So let's go into what was out of alignment for me this week. And also, if you want to type in your safe space in the Geneva group, we have made that group private now. You have to answer questions to join the group. So don't worry about, you know, it's all confidential. Out of alignment. Honestly, just like having to navigate the difference between, okay, I detach from family drama and struggles and anxiety and I just like don't feel it and distract myself. But then like how do you find the balance of allowing yourself to feel it and cope with it? And it's kind of just like, I guess I'll ask you guys, do you ever analyze your coping mechanisms and just wonder if it's a healthy or unhealthy way that you're dealing with things? Just something I should probably sort out in therapy, but I detach and I distract myself and I think I'm really mentally strong in that way. But then it's like, where's the balance of also feeling it? Because I do feel it in therapy and I I allow myself those moments to feel it. So I think it's like a healthy balance, but who's to say? (laughs) So just something to think about. But let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week and breathe breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. Okay, I have a few product recs before we get into the episode. I love getting product recommendations from podcasts, so I'm trying to incorporate these when I have them. Quickly, I have a book. And I went into a bookstore the other day because I wanted to get the Every Summer After Fiction book, and I did. But there was this one book that really just captivated me from the title and opening up some of the pages, and it was called Who is Wellness For?, And I looked it up on Goodreads Goodreads, and had amazing reviews. And I opened up like the midway point and it said IBS. And I was like, wait, what? Because the point of the book was not about like certain wellness modules or whatever. So it was like, whoa, is this a sign from the universe? Like so much about it was sticking with me. And it's a nonfiction book, but it's told in such a captivating storytelling way that I cannot put it down. And it's a book about wellness, meditation, and where it comes from and who has access to it. And 
but she she shares so much about her own trauma and her own story with abuse and you just can't put it down and i'm learning so much through her story and her lens that i can personally relate to and like generally generational trauma and i just feel like it's also going to help me better serve my community and understand as someone in the wellness space like how different cultures and groups of people are either left out of wellness or where certain ideologies come from that you know white people have sort of taken over, but where do they really come from? And just in such a non-textbooky way, because I'm not good at like reading very fact-based like textbooky things as much as I would like to be like a bookworm. That's just not me. But it's told in such a storytelling way that I can somehow relate to, even though I'm a white woman and it's about how we're leaving people out of wellness. So I just think it's really interesting and it's going to help me better serve my community. And there is a lot that I'm taking from it and that I can relate to. So highly recommend. And then one more product rec. I'm listening right now to the What We What We Said podcast. This one episode called In Our Therapy Era. And it's like kind of similar to how I'm talking right now where there's so much we can all relate to. Like, you know, I'm trying to they were talking about like, I'm trying to treat fitness as like for my mental health, but I can't help but get stuck in that like, but I want to see results and just like things we can all relate to. So highly recommend that episode, but let's get into our podcast this week. Tess Barclay, she is a content creator. She is your work bestie on TikTok and she is the founder of Busy Blooming. Busy Blooming is an all-in-one content hub and agency on a mission to empower women to feel confident in navigating their career and lifestyle. So you can book sessions, download content, purchase templates, and connect with thousands of women in their community. Highly recommend her TikTok content if you need just like someone to relate to in either the nine to five life, the looking for jobs after college life, or trying to quit your corporate job life. So really just anything work related. She is there. So relatable, amazing content on TikTok. And we talk about it all in this episode, her journey on social media, you know, her journey with YouTube and how to become a vlogger, but then also how to not let the numbers get to you and how to grow on TikTok and quitting her corporate job and really her story with all of that. But then also busy blooming and how she created a business to empower women, everything they offer there, everything in between. So hope you enjoy this episode and please rate us on Spotify five stars, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. And let's get into the episode. Hi, Tess. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I am your number one fan, truly. I am your number one fan, so this is perfect. (laughs) I was going to say, this is our live FaceTime. (laughs) No. Okay. So to everyone listening, we have tried to FaceTime multiple times, and then it just just doesn't happen Yeah, for one reason or another. And so I was like, you know what? If you just come on my podcast, (laughs) it's scheduled in, and we have no excuses, and we have to chat for an hour. So now I have tricked you and forced you into hanging out with me for an hour. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 100% and I'm ready. Like, I love this energy. <laughs> I'm so excited. These are my favorite episodes when it's just like an internet friend and we can just talk about the struggles and tips and all the things on social media and yeah. corporate jobs and all of it. So I'm really excited. Let's start with your top self-care tip that's played a role in your success. Okay, my top self-care tip, this might be a little bit 
interesting. I don't know, but this has helped me a lot. So I feel like I used to get really, really stressed. Like I, I get stressed very easily. I'm very high strung. Um, I do not have a chill bone in my body. And so <laughs> something that has helped me a lot is just realizing that nothing is that serious and just getting that habit of like not detaching. But I think when you're in your job or even like with your side hustles and stuff, I don't know if anyone else is like this. Like you just take it so seriously and you get so stressed and it affects your emotions. And so my biggest self-care tip is go for a walk, realize it's not that serious and just get in that mindset because truly it's not. Like it's really, really not that big of a deal. It's totally not that deep. And something my boyfriend and I always say when we like go on a vacation and we realize like when we went to Thailand and we're just like, we left for a week and a half. No, nothing matters. No one cares. Like the world isn't going to implode. Like you stress so much about like before you're going to take a break or something and everything has to be tied up in a bow. And it's just like truly nothing matters. And the things that you're worrying about right now won't even matter in like three months from now. So I love that mindset shift because when you look back on life, the things that you're so stressed and worried about, like that's not what's going to stand out. Yeah. And it's like you only have so much energy. And so you're wasting a lot of energy. Like I found that I was wasting a lot of my emotional energy on just like trivial things. Like it just – yeah, anyway. So it's good to preserve your energy for like the good things that actually matter in life. Totally. And sometimes – something my therapist always tells me is like sometimes anxiety can be a good thing. Like it can be Mm -hmm. a motivator. So Mm -hmm. if you're financially stressed, of course, if it's like debilitating, that's a different story. But it can motivate you to then like go look at your budget and move things around or like take another shift at work or whatever it might be. So sometimes the anxiety – it just helps me to realize like, yes, nothing's that serious. Nothing matters. But then also like sometimes it's okay. Like it's going to push you to do more and to do better. So that's okay too. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about social media, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. So your first platform ever was YouTube, right? Yeah. So I know you're a big YouTube girly. I know. I know. That. We need it. We need to. We need to battle it out. I know. Um, yeah. YouTube was my first. I actually did YouTube in middle school. Um, so I saw that your. I like went to first video ever to see how long you've been doing it, and it was like I'm back. So I was very curious. Yes. On the story here. <laughs> Quick pause in the episode to share with you our sponsor of today's episode, which is Evolve by Erica. If you have been following me on any social media platform for a while, you know that this is my program that I use for Kundalini. So Evolve by Erica is an app. It's a website where you get anywhere from five-minute audio meditations to over 30-minute Kriya meditations. I have learned so much about Kundalini breathwork through her program. She has live meditations every Monday morning with the whole community on Zoom, camera off, and it is such an amazing way to hold yourself accountable. And this practice has truly allowed me to strengthen my intuition. It supported me through the hardest of times and the most transitional periods of my life over the past few years. And you can hear more about my journey with Evolve by Erica if you head over to her podcast, Evolve by Erica, because she had me on the podcast and we spoke about my entire story and really how Kundalini has played such a huge role in supporting me through my journey and listening to my gut and strengthening my intuition and just becoming mentally stronger. So 
I love this program because not only does it give you quick to lengthier meditations every single morning and schedules to follow, but you're also part of a larger community and you gather every single week. And she has such an approachable way about her with Kundalini. Like it's such an approachable, casual, yet impactful way of teaching Kundalini. So we have a discount code. You with my code Gen10 or just click the link in the show notes. I'll have it below and the code should already be applied for you. But you'll get a seven-day free trial of the app and the program and you will also get 10% off your first month of the program by signing up with me. So click the link below, use code Gen10 and start your Kundalini journey with me. Let's get back into the episode. Okay, yeah. So I did um YouTube through middle school and high school and then when I went to college I just stopped like I wiped my whole channel I think at the time I had like 20,000 followers or something wow um yeah and so I just stopped because I was just so insecure and people kept finding it and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna like wipe everything and just like cut this out of my life basically and at that time I wasn't making any money from it, I don't think. Maybe like 100 a month or something from AdSense Mm because it was so different the way it worked back then. Um, So anyways, I stopped and then for five years, I went through college, I graduated, I went through my first job and then I restarted. Um, I think it was like a five-year break. Um, Wow. So yeah, I restarted and then that was, I guess, three years ago this month. So, okay, I want to pause yeah. there. Okay. So before we get into the rest of the story, because I think there's so much there. First of all, how old were you? I mean, how old are you? Like how many? I'm 25. Okay, so you're my age. I don't even yeah. remember YouTube being a thing in middle school. Or I yeah, probably would have wanted to do it. <laughs> it was so at the beginning, like very big, which is why I regret so much stopping because I was in so, so early. Like so early. Yeah, like, like who I, are you watching? What inspired like you to start a Fred. <laughs> Did you ever watch Fred? Oh no. my god, Fred! Like Shane Dawson. I mean, at the time he was big. I don't know. Like that, there wasn't really any. Like I mean, what? After a few years, it was like Bethany Moda and like that whole crew. But at the beginning, there wasn't like people I would watch. Like I would right. just actually a couple of my friends in middle school did YouTube. Um, which is so weird. But yeah. But yeah, it wasn't like it was now. Like there was no like beauty gurus or anything. When I first, first started, I was like 12. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're the same age and I don't remember getting into YouTube till college. So that's why I'm like, yeah. I feel like I would have had the same struggle in middle school. Like I, cause I like wanted to be an actress in middle school and I got bullied okay. for like being in commercials. So I can't oh. imagine. So I probably would have wanted to do YouTube and gotten bullied. So yeah, <laughs> I'm curious. It sounds like you had friends that were doing it so maybe it wasn't as like yeah like and how nobody, did you get the confidence well nobody knew about it and I also yeah. didn't know what I was doing like I would just post we did like the classic like you did music video stop motion things oh, like at the very beginning <laughs> um but yeah I mean at the the very very beginning it was like a couple years of random and then once kind of like Aspen over I remember Aspen I found her not to be that person <laughs> like so <laughs> early on like she had like under a hundred thousand or something so cool so I remember like then you kind of start emulating other people so got yeah. it okay so then you stopped and I yeah. saw if we're taking it like to present day I stalked your channel okay and something I've been trying to figure out is like how do vlogs get so many views like one of yeah. your highest viewed videos was a vlog, which is really hard to do because that's not yeah. very searchable. 
What do you attribute that to or you have no idea? I think when I worked at the big four is when I first restarted my YouTube, like after that five-year break, I was at KPMG. Those videos did really, really well. I think because people would search big four. Got it. Um, so I think that one that did really well, that was like one of my first videos back. Um, now looking back, it's so cringe. I'm like, I can't <laughs> believe this many people. But I mean, yeah, I, I think that's why. I remember when I left the big four, like my views definitely went down. So really, I think that's probably why. Okay, yeah. cool. So that's interesting using something because th- that is searchable. I think that's yeah. what like Natalie always used to say was yeah. if you're going to do vlogs, make it searchable somehow like day in the life of someone living yeah. here or someone doing this job because people will look up what's it like to live in New York? Yeah. What's it like to work for the big in the big four? So I think that's a very good tip and takeaway is like if you're trying to be a vlogger getting nitty gritty yeah. or like like I think what I've been trying to do is just like living and working in NYC like mm-hmm. things like that that are searchable but your situation was probably like less competition than yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah New York's just like this little down no totally I mean I think Toronto as well like just isn't as saturated True. I think it was like work week of my life at the big four in Toronto like, I think it was just really, like, specific. all those keywords. I, yeah. I think it's just, like, luck, honestly. I, I, I don't think there's any way, like, to to affect it that much. Like, you can't really do anything, like, to make your video blow up, I feel like. I don't know. I don't think it's luck because I think, I I think we literally just nailed it. It's Toronto. Yeah. It's your job. Like, those things are searchable with less competition because it can be searchable. It can be, yeah. you know, work week in NYC, but the people that are going to come up are the huge influencers, but yours yeah. with less competition. So it's smart. Yeah. And I think also it was only like six minutes long. And so I think it had a lot of watch time. Like people would watch 100% right. of the video. And so I think that pushes it out more oh, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's so tricky because it. I feel like it changes all the time. No, I have no idea. Right? <laughs> I don't know. It's impossible. I'm so pessimistic with YouTube. I'm like, it's so hard to grow. Yeah, but you have 30-something thousand, which yeah. is funny because like to you, you're probably like, yeah, but I want 100,000. And I'm like, I want 10. <laughs> like, I guess. You always want more. I think though, because I when I restarted, I, had, I already had 20,000. So it, right. I really have like 15 or whatever it is. So That's I mean, your mindset. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Got know. It. Okay. So let's dive into this because okay. I messaged you whatever, like a month ago and I was like, can we have like a YouTube brainstorm session? You were like, I hate YouTube. I'm yeah, stopping. Like, so um, <laughs> explain. I know. I I remember that. Because I'm like, I could go to the YouTube brainstorm like thing because I loved the people that were going. I'm like, I just want to hang out with you guys, but I knew I would not be. We like, never did helpful. it. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. Why? This is reminding me. We all just, the same reason me and you never FaceTime. We just like yeah. forget. No, totally. <laughs> but I'm, I literally was talking to Amanda an hour ago, so I'm writing it down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You guys definitely should. And I, maybe I'll just come and like listen. <laughs> we could do a TikTok one too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, come hang out. <laughs> um. But yeah. Okay. So I did YouTube for like three years, two and a half years, I think, like consistently, like really, really consistent. Like I never took a week off. I took it super seriously, like throughout my work. Um, Like I would always be vlogging like, you know, nine to five vlogs. And as I went through a lot of different jobs, I would just vlog my like basically life in Toronto for the last two and a half years. And then then TikTok, you know, (laughs) came around. And so I recently decided to just stop YouTube basically. I mean, 
I really want to be the type of person that lives in the gray and can be like, I kind of do YouTube and I kind of do TikTok. I'm just not. Like, I'm such a black and white person, which I'm really trying to work on. But Like, all in. I'm going to do in. 100% on one thing. Yeah. Totally. And so I'm like I, – I just – when I started TikTok, within five months, I had hit 10K. And I'm like, this is just – like, I, w- I have never seen growth like this before. And so – and – I was also getting my brand deals, which you can chat about too, were like I charge over double now. So it was just like it was crazy to have like a third of the following, but I was making so much more. And I know it's not all about the money as well, but I don't know. TikTok has just been like mentally as well, like such a better place. Like I don't struggle with the things as much as I used to. It's so much more fun and like casual. And so anyways, I decided to just pause because you can't do everything. I'm also going through like a business launch and like just other things. And so I'm like, YouTube is so time consuming. Like making one YouTube video. I know. Oh my God. Like, I don't know. It's so crazy. It's so time consuming. And I did it for two and a half years. I'm like, I need to try something different because I'm starting to like hate this. Right. So what is it that draws you to content creation? Like what? Because for me, like I love YouTube because I love the community, but you're saying TikTok's more fun for you where there's so much I want to talk about in both of those areas too. But like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious for you, what is your why behind content creation where you're like, I'm going to go all in on TikTok because. Yeah, I am so passionate about like young women in business and, and post-grad women. I just, I feel for them so much. And I feel like I, I'm only 25. I've worked for like four and a bit years in corporate marketing. And I just struggled so, so, so much in my post-grad. And so that's one thing I loved about YouTube. I felt like I had this community, but they weren't it, – it's like not that – my community on TikTok is so much bigger, even though it's technically smaller. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. more engaged, I guess. And so I feel like I'm reaching more people on TikTok. And even like I get – like. Every, almost every time I go outside, I run into a follower from TikTok, which is like crazy. I feel you. It's I have, nuts, it's right? wild. I've run yeah. into maybe two YouTube viewers ever. Yeah, same. And TikTok just started like people are recognizing me. I'm like, this is so weird. I have, I started two months ago and I have 3,000, yeah. like not much, and people still recognize. Yeah. So I want to dive into that, but continue. Yeah. And so that is just like that connection of meeting women my age or like younger girls like in post-grad or whatever. I just love like, I'm like, oh my God, I want to follow you on Instagram. I want to yes. like just, it's just so fun. And so I feel like that definitely like solidifies that why more on TikTok I found. Yeah. It's interesting because my why is like, I love YouTube because one, it's more of re- a not my why, but my why behind YouTube is it's more yeah. rewarding and community driven. Where TikTok, it sometimes feel like just an audience and not necessarily a conversation. That's how I feel. I feel the opposite. I know <laughs> that's interesting, but also yeah. maybe because a lot of your subscribers came from years ago, and then yeah. when you came back, you didn't feel a connection mm-hmm. or engagement anymore. And then TikTok, it's all new people who are finding you now in this phase mm-hmm. of life, mm-hmm. and your content's very focused on exactly what you just said, and mm-hmm. that's gonna really relate with people and touch people. Mm-hmm. How do you think? Because like I said, I'm on month three, 3,000 followers, let's That's say. Great. I'm yeah. hoping that my story is similar to yours. <laughs> what are your TikTok tips? Like what do you attribute other than the amazing algorithm? But you have to work yeah. with the algorithm. So yeah. what do you attribute your 10K in five months to? 
and beyond. Just, yeah. My biggest thing I've learned is just to stop trying to go viral. Like just stop, stop trying to get views because I feel like it doesn't matter as much. I think when I was on YouTube and one of the things that really I struggled with mentally on YouTube was the 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 numbers game. Like it was yeah. like I'm getting this many views and this is my ten, nine and a tenth view like on my the studio the studio studio gives you you like the arrows up or the arrows down and it literally determines your mental health for the day if you're if you if you you know get too attached to it so I get yes yeah and like I think anyways on YouTube was a lot about the numbers game and that I'm so like a victim of that like I'm just horrible with that comparison but then with TikTok I think my biggest tip is just stop trying to go viral because why what I've really started to do with my content is I think of the one person that's your target audience I'm getting to marketing brain here <laughs> but think Please. of your target audience think of one person like for me my you know hero audience or whatever would be a 23 year old um working girl who like works a nine-to-five job who also has a side hustle so every video I make is for her like I'm always thinking about that one person like how is this going to help her is entertaining or funny or helpful. Like that's what I'm always creating for now. I literally don't care. Like I genuinely don't care about how many views it gets because you post so much content. So So it's not like you're you're relying on one video a week for your views. It's like you can post 25 TikToks in one day if you wanted to. Like That is so true in terms Mm -hmm. of comparing to YouTube. Like Mm -hmm. you're looking at the numbers on that video for the next five days until the next one and then you're comparing Mm -hmm. how it did towards the last one because that is how the behind the scenes of YouTube works if anyone's not on YouTube like the studio where you upload your videos and see your analytics it's all in your face how it's doing etc and you're right like sure you post three TikToks today and all of them flop tomorrow could it be like amazing and it's which can totally. also mess with people, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. how many are you posting it? Like, I know you're not focused on the numbers, but mm-hmm. is there a certain thing you're going by in terms of like how many a day? I am totally against the like amount per day thing. Because you know how you always see people, they're like post five times a day or whatever. Right. I totally think it's quality over quantity. Okay. I think so. Because – for example, like I I posted this video a couple months ago. It has like 650,000 views or something. And so say I posted that one video. I got thousands probably from that one video of followers or, or whatever. But that's so much better to post one video that does really, really well and that's really like high quality good than like a bunch that like are just random. So I feel like also when you're thinking of brands, like looking at your profile, I think it's better to have a lot of high quality content of like really good vlogs and really like just things that are really like genuine and and great high quality than like a bunch of random that's my opinion and I know people definitely disagree with that but that's what I think I I agree to an extent and I my old self who was starting a YouTube channel or if I was starting a TikTok would have heard that as like oh, okay, good. So I can just do like once a month and hopefully one of those will hit. And so it's like you have to still be consistent, but you're just saying you don't have to be, you know, trying to reach eight a day or anything crazy if they're not quality inspired content. Yeah. Yeah. And I really don't think – I think with TikTok, like I have not been – I used to post like five times a day like when I first started. But because I'm in this business launch right now, like I just haven't. But I mean – 
I think with TikTok too, you can just post when you feel like it. Like you can just you you can't do that with YouTube. I feel like you have to film totally. and stuff when you don't want to. But I think with TikTok, say you take a week off. Like when you come back and you're like in a good mood and all these things, you're inspired. You can post like 10 TikToks in one day. Well, people also don't know when you filmed them. Like it just comes up on their feed. So they don't know that you're missing necessarily. Where on YouTube, it's like it's been three weeks where like – yeah. You're you're done. <laughs> no, that's the best part about TikTok because with yeah. YouTube, yeah, it's like chronological, so you won't come up. Like the algorithm on YouTube needs to get better because it's like I know. if you don't post, you, and I think it actually really negatively affects you on YouTube if you don't post for like a month. Like I don't yeah. think you will. Like you're out of the algorithm. But right. on TikTok, it's like I'll open my phone now. I haven't posted for like a week. I get I have the same amount of notifications and like followers and everything. It's so crazy. I find that when you're off TikTok, and or maybe I heard this somewhere, it's like the app wants you to come back, yeah, so they like reward cool. you with a ton of notifications, so that yeah. you're like roped back in. Which is yes. like YouTube should take a page out of that book. It's nice. No, it's literally. exciting. It's exciting. I know what they was, push you up. Yeah. What was the video that had six hundred fifty thousand views that got you a few a few thousand followers? It was um, what not to do at your nine to five job. <laughs> funny yeah it was that's and I and I also wanted to say like in terms of TikTok content I think everything for the most part you post should be in your like target like it should be about you know what you because say you go say you go viral you get a million views on a TikTok that has nothing to do with your other content people aren't going to follow you so like if you post a video and then it goes gets like really great views and then they go to your profile it's the same kind of content they're going to follow you so I feel like Again, that's why I feel like quality or quantity. But anyways, it, yeah, it was yeah. like, why not to do it your nine to five job? And it was like, stop complaining about your job. Just quit. <laughs> it was kind of like a funny, funny. Yeah. Sarcastic video. But yeah. It and it makes sense because I do the same thing as a viewer. When I see a video that like I thought was so funny or so great and I go to their page and they're either like barely posting or yeah. it's just not what I was expecting based on the video I saw, then I don't follow. I'm like, no hard feelings, but just like, oh, you don't make any other content like this. So I'm going to move on with my day. So I think that's really good advice. I try to like, because niches, which is another topic in itself. It's like, I try to keep everything under like three buckets that are pretty broad, like New York City, self-care, workout classes. So it like gives me room, but it's also like, it gives me room to be creative and create content that I love in different areas. But it's also niched enough where it's like if you love you know watching people in New York City and also love health and wellness like you're gonna see my page and be like oh let's follow so I think that's totally very good advice yeah yeah and then I want to talk about like brand deals okay so if someone just started TikTok because I feel like TikTok's like your bread and butter now (laughs) yeah what let's say they just hit 10k followers have never done a brand deal like do you pitch yourself do you wait for brands to pitch you let's like strip it down yeah so I do some consulting to brands um like as influencer marketing so like I work I consult one of my clients right now um is a beauty brand and so I work with influencers on their behalf and so I feel like it's such it's always important to think about the brand like when thinking of the content you're creating and like looking at your content as almost like a resume of what they would want. And so I feel like just having that right mindset of like, okay, what would a brand want to work with me? Like 
what kind of brands, like stuff like that, I feel like is a good place to just start in general. I have never got a brand deal from reaching out to someone ever. No way. Like I don't yeah, I I've never heard back. I've never gotten one that way. So I, I don't know why, but that's crazy. That's so funny. Yeah. So I think I, I also would say as well followers don't matter. Like it, it really, really doesn't. Like when I'm looking for um, creators from a brand like to work with and send them some skincare or something, like I don't, I don't care how many followers you have. If you have really high quality content, all I'm looking for is user generated content. Like you want to buy UGC. So if your content is really, really good quality, I want to buy that content so I can put it on my social media from the brand perspective. So I feel like people get really, really hard on themselves and critical of like, oh, I don't have a thousand followers yet or 10,000. It doesn't matter because all we want is good quality content from a brand perspective. So I would just say focus on really, really great quality because you can sell that video to the brand. And so I think that's just like a bunch of mindset stuff. Um, that's but such, I would just, yeah. Such good advice. Like such a good perspective and little, I want to, there's, how do you find the balance between like really high quality content that a brand would want for themselves, but then also trying to be that like real, relatable, authentic, off the cuff person on TikTok. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your business and, and your platform. You can do whatever you want. So I think as long as there's enough in there, I, I think people really hurt themselves when they just post like audios and and stuff like that. I think I heard this like 90-10 rule or something. It should be like 10% of your content is like trending, funny, whatever, um, which I don't know about that. But mm. I, I would just say have like enough in there like that when someone comes to your page, it's like a good resume for the brand to work with you. But I wouldn't put too much pressure on it. Like also it's literally TikTok. Right. Like have fun and relax. Right. But yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah. So what are some other streams of income that people can think about other than brand deals on social media? Yeah, I think brand deals is like obvious. I feel like it's everyone's biggest stream. Um, also, I mean, you could do so much with your brand, like from a TikTok. Like, even for me, like I have brand deals, and then I guess YouTube AdSense whenever I post again. <laughs> um, and then like podcasts are great income stream, I think, as well, especially if you're on something like Spreaker where they have like AdSense. Um, that could be a good thing. I also, I mean, starting your own brand, I feel like for me has been something maybe a little bit unique, but I think starting your own, something separate from you, I feel like can be a really good just business venture. Like it's very um, rewarding, like to start something that's not just content creation. I feel like for me, when I was doing only YouTube and TikTok and the podcast, I just was so unfulfilled. And so I think having your own brand can be great. Like like for Busy Blooming, like we have merch and iPad planners and like all this different stuff. So I feel like that can be nice too. Wait, your planners are gorgeous. Like <laughs> thanks, gorgeous. Can you talk about how you create them? Like if someone – because I've thought about in the past, I'm like I would love to just make a planner that's exactly what yeah. I – because I'm always like customizing mine and like scratching things yeah. out. And like I'm always like I would love to make one of my own. Do you hire a graphic designer and then tell them what you no, want? No, I made – Oh, you did, did everything on Photoshop on myself. Yeah, so you can either use Photoshop. I'm, I'm sure you could use like you could use Canva. Yeah. Um, I think also you could also 
buy a planner, like a plain one, and then you can edit that right. and like change the titles and stuff. That's what I've done in the past. Um, but yeah, they're, they're really easy to make. I mean, you could probably make one literally on your iPad, like drawing. It's also really profitable yeah. when you're doing a digital one because it takes mm-hmm. zero dollars other than maybe like if you're using Photoshop and have to buy Photoshop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So where do you- I, Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, that's a very smart idea. Your planners are stunning, so I need to buy one. <laughs> okay, so what what comes next for you? You're done with YouTube. You're focusing on your business and TikTok? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not done with YouTube. I think I pitched <laughs> it out. like a month. <laughs> I'm like, I'm changing my content strategy. Okay. Um, But yeah, no. For Next for me is just busy booming. Um, We have this big launch coming June 15th, and so that is like – by everything right now. So yeah. Okay. How would you describe yeah. Busy Blooming? Okay. Yeah. So Busy Blooming, it's the go-to place for women to build their most authentic lifestyle and career path. And really our mission is to help women break the rules of what they think they should be doing like with their career path in life and like F the timeline sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's no timeline. It's like you can do whatever you want. Um, and so there's a bunch of different ways we do that with our brand. And so with this new launch, we are offering pillars in our website. So we have an agency um, full of virtual services. Like you can purchase career coaching, therapy sessions, dietitian sessions, um, resume reviews, interview practice, job hunting, consulting, tons of so career cool. and lifestyle. Yeah, virtual resources. So there's 12 women right now offering those. Um, it's – we're – going to eventually have a marketplace where anyone can sign up. Um, So that's one piece. So it's all about women connecting women and empowering each other, which is our whole mission. And then we also have a digital shop with our planners and productivity um, resources like Notion templates and things. Um, And then we also have a bunch of free resources like resume templates, cover letter templates, imposter syndrome tips, like things like that. And then we have apparel and merch. And then we also have our community. So we have a Slack channel, a Facebook group, and an Instagram. There's about three or 4,000 women um, just all talking about all this stuff. So that's busy blooming. Wow. In a okay. <laughs> you can't do YouTube. <laughs> no, right? Unless you get an editor. Yeah. You could get an editor. But yeah. other than that, wow. I could. <laughs> that That is crazy. How did you figure out how to hire people to help you and when to hire with everything? Like – do you have anyone yeah. help you with social media content creation in addition to yeah. Busy Blooming? Yeah. So I have a team of four. So I have me and then a marketing and brand manager. And then um, I have a podcast co-host slash random <laughs> tasks. Um, and then I have a website support. So it's team of three and then me. But And then we have 12 women in the agency I put a call out on TikTok for people to apply. We received like 300 applications wow. for that. It was so overwhelming. Um, so I interviewed about 60, Whoa. I think. Um, so yeah, it was really fun to meet everybody though. Yeah, that's a lot of <laughs> yeah. interviews. So yeah. is it just you when it comes to tests, content creation? Just me. Yeah, wow. just me. Um, I mean, most of the stuff right now I can balance just me. Like – it's busy, but it's fun. Yeah. And so I also don't work full time. I don't have a job. Right. Like this is my job now. Did you so. have – you had a nine to five. Obviously, we were just talking about that. So when yeah. when did you decide it's time – when and how did you decide it's time to just try to be an entrepreneur? 
Yeah, so I quit in November, last November. That was the craziest week ever. I got engaged. I turned 25, I quit my job, oh my and then we launched merch within one week. Oh my God. <laughs> it was just so That's nuts. how my life goes. Everything happens at right? once. Every time I've ever moved has been the same week as I start a new job, like coincidentally yes. every time. Oh my God. Totally. I feel like that life happens in ways. Yes. Like it just – New chapters. I don't know when. Yeah, I, I kind of totally. prefer it. Like all of the change at once. Same. Let's have a new chapter, new era. I I definitely liked it, but I almost wish I – like I'm so happy I got engaged that day. I was like – That's different. <laughs> but I, the only thing was like I feel like I couldn't fully just celebrate the engagement because so much was happening. Yes. Um. I but yeah, that. anyways. But – uh, but yeah, so I quit in November, and then I decided to I to do consulting um, instead. So I felt like you still like I do probably like ten hours a week of consulting, but I just felt like I had all this other income at the time from YouTube. I didn't even do TikTok at that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like when you think like when you do a budget, I, I'm sure you can speak to this way better than I can. <laughs> but when you have a budget, figure out how much you need to make. I mean, obviously, it's nice to have a full time income and all the side income. But if you really, really want to like start your own business, take a chance. I feel like you need to just budget it out, and then you can always make more money. Always, like totally. you can always make more. Like you can get a job as a barista or work anywhere. I mean, yeah. So you could do anything freelance too. I taught one totally. of my best friend Jess, like quit her job and is in between like she's looking for other jobs but she needed to make money in the meantime so she like went on Upwork and found she was like I'm really good at making PowerPoints like I used to do it for my company all the time so she started making PowerPoints for businesses and like making them look prettier and it's like there's just so many when you really need money you just look online and like you can offer things that you didn't even realize wait I'm really good at that I can get paid for that so yeah. So many people, including her, like are like, how do I start in freelance? How like how do you even start with yeah. consulting? So how did you start with consulting? If someone like has the idea in their head and they're just like, but how do I even do that? Yeah. So I actually applied to part-time jobs that were remote. Mm-hmm. And then I asked if I could be an independent contractor. Um, so that is how I got the one um client at the beauty brand. I'm actually um almost done. I'm like transitioning out of that because it's just so busy yeah um but yeah and then my other one was I actually a past interview so I was like okay who have I interviewed with in the past like that maybe I decided not to go with and I reached out to just my network basically of people who I knew like own their own businesses but I mean like you do have a network of all these people who need help and even if it is content creators or business owners like people need help with their business so I think I just reached out to a bunch of people and so I got two clients amazing Okay. I feel like I I just want to like talk about TikTok nonstop, but yeah. <laughs> any, I could talk about TikTok forever. Okay. Is there any, <laughs> before we get into the ending segment, any like other growth tips or strategies or confidence tips, like anything that you're passionate about regarding growing on TikTok? Yeah. I would just say if you are too, you know, nervous to post or something, just start posting and pretend that you're confident. And I feel like that helps a lot. I think so many people don't post or don't create content because they're worried about what other people think. But you can't do that. I think when you start to realize that if you let the opinions of other people control your actions, you're losing control of your lifestyle, which is terrifying. So I think definitely just post, 
find people who will support you because so many people will. It's not as weird as you think. I mean, yeah. we're in 2022. Like, it's not that weird. Yeah. Everyone is a content creator, I feel like. <laughs> and I actually found I became my most confident self once I started posting on YouTube yeah. years ago and like did it regardless of fearing what people thought. It made me more confident, like faking the totally. confidence and showing myself, oh, I can do that. And also not give a fuck who cares. Like, yeah, it's such a confidence booster. Like you probably feel the least confident before you do it because you're like, why do I care? Why am I so nervous? But once mm-hmm. you start posting and building the confidence and you get your first comment that's like, oh, my God, I love this. Or like I remember yeah. at one point on YouTube during the pandemic, someone commented on my YouTube and my TikTok like, oh, my God, you're going to blow up one day. And it's just like that little comment Totally. Boosts your confidence and makes you so happy that you started in the first place, but you can't get there if you don't start. Yeah, 100%. And and people's opinion of you is 100% to do with them. Totally. It actually has nothing to do with you. Like if they think that you're weird for posting on social media, it's because of the way they grew up or something they heard. It's their perspective. And so I think don't let that affect you too much. Usually they because, want to. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Like usually they <laughs> deep behavior. down want to be on TikTok but yeah. could never. So they're like jealous yeah. even if they don't realize it, which I know that's like the cliche. Like they're probably just jealous. But honestly, I feel like yeah. everyone would like a piece of the influencing pie at this point because there's so many yeah. perks. I think so too. And my other biggest tip in terms of like social media in general is try – this has helped me a lot – is try to position – this is like I think a marketing thing of like try to position yourself as the brand and then how are you going to share your message on each platform like have like think of yourself not as like a TikTok or a YouTuber but just as a content creator and then diversify all the different ways you share your your why or your message because I think that is a lot more rewarding as well and it takes the pressure off so much of like one thing so you could do like different things on TikTok, YouTube, podcast, Instagram, whatever and it's way more fun that way I think. Yeah now I have another question (laughs) I keep saying before we go into um what are your tips because now I'm selfishly asking like I feel like you're really great at the marketing mindset and like think of your hero audience and whatever like what are your tips or just like one tip of where to start, even if it's a book, a resource, yeah. like where to start to figure all of that out? Yeah, I think – well, I think a good model even to use is just – I mean, as a content creator and an influencer, you are a content marketer. I mean, that's a whole industry is content marketing. It's – this is how you could put it into influencing is like you have a topic. So say, okay, this week I want to talk about – post-grad blues. Okay. So how am I going to share that on what platforms? Okay. I'm going to make two TikToks, one YouTube sit down and one podcast. Like lead with the topic and integrate it into the platform that makes the most sense for that platform rather than leading with the platform. Like I need to make six TikToks this week. Think of what am I going to talk about and where and how. That is a lot more rewarding as well and just easier to organize your content. And so I think that's like a great model to use when like mapping everything out um but I mean there's so many like resources I, I think podcast I'm I know people hate Gary Vee <laughs> I love him I'm obsessed with him I'm indifferent um 
Oh my god, I just like love him. So I mean, people like that yeah. are, have great tips too. <laughs> that's really interesting. I think that's a great way to just start the week. Like, okay, what is yeah. my YouTube video about this week or my podcast episode about mm-hmm. this week? And then like, how can I share that same message in a different way on other yeah. platforms? I think that's great for even just like when you're in a rut or don't know what to post on yeah. TikTok or what to post on one of your platforms. That's a great strategy. So I'm definitely going to use that. Yeah, and in my content planner on busyboomer.ca, we have that model in the iPad planner for like content creators. Oh, I need it. Okay. (laughs) I'm like heading right to your website after this. Okay. (laughs) Ending segment, quick fun facts and favorites. What's your favorite podcast? Um, I like would die for the girls in the morning toast. I (laughs) am obsessed with them. Like it's totally a lifestyle that I am a part of. So the morning toast is my everything. (laughs) They're hilarious. I was literally just watching before this. I'm obsessed. Okay. Favorite (laughs) workout class or workout if you don't go to workout classes? I've been really into lifting lately, which is new for me, Mm -hmm. but lifting has just been so fun and empowering. Like I just love it. Um, But spin classes is why I love spin. So love it. Yeah. I love lifting too. I just like feeling stronger and like zoning out. I can listen to a podcast. I love it. Yeah. Okay. When do you feel your happiest? I think definitely I feel like everyone probably says this like when you're in your family and your partner (laughs) and things like that. But I think in terms of work, I've been my happiest most recently, like just working on full time on your own thing. Like once you leave that like nine – for me, when I left my job, I just – I immediately – my mood has been so much better. And so I think just my happiest at work has been working on my own brand and content creation and yeah. Totally. Okay. Lastly, what would be your last meal on earth? Okay. I am obsessed with pizza. Like I don't know why. I just – I love it so much. So – Definitely a big like medium cheese pizza, a hundred percent. I I love it. Have you been to New York ever? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you've had New York pizza. <laughs> oh, it's it's not the same. It's it's Pizza Hut is like hits different. Yes. Like come on. Like no. I was just in New York like a week ago. It's not the same. <laughs> what pizza I don't do you know. have? I don't even know. Some random place. Text me next time. I okay. I will change your mind. <laughs> We need to go for pizza yes. next time. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. 100%. Okay. Where can the people find you, your content, Busy Blooming? Yeah. So you can find me on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram, all at Tess Barclay. Um, and then on Busy Blooming-wise, like you can find us, busyblooming.ca. It's launching June 15th. Um, and our, all of our socials, TikTok, Instagram, are Busy Blooming. And join our Facebook group if you're like a woman in post-grad or in business looking for a more – other women to talk about busy blooming on facebook and slack amazing thank you so much i hope you enjoyed that episode i would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate review and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode you can also engage with the community on the dare to self-care podcast instagram so definitely join us all there and i will see you guys next week bye